this out. Here's a guy gonna break bricks wearing an apron. Hey, you're not wearing a karate gi. Don't need karate gi for brick breaking. Sounds pretty good. Pew! 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 Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. And just like that, we're off and running. I might be still a little loud oh, here. Let me move it down. See there? We're getting overconfident, just going on stuff. All right. How are you doing, brother? Doing pretty good, man. It's uh, new in the life. Uh, got a house. <laughs> That's a pretty big new yeah. thing uh, to have happen. Yeah. My, uh, my girl and I and um, Lily, we got a house. Uh, on a quote-unquote lake, it's yeah. beautiful, dude. And then the cherry on top is you got a boat to yeah, put at the house. Got a boat. So <laughs> life's, awesome. on, life's on an upswing on the personal. How does the dogs like it out there? Um, I mean... Is there a multiple dogs? Do you have a dog, too? So there's two dogs, two cats. Two dogs, two cats. Um, to be honest, I don't know how much longer we're going to have one dog. He oh, really? Is, he's not doing well? It's not that he's not doing well. He is... He's just an asshole. The worst dog <laughs> I've ever known really? in my yeah. life. He's tried to bite all three of us now. And if anybody's looking for a project dog, <laughs> please get a hold of us at... What's our email? Uh, Fascinatingfilms at gmail.com. Please. Boom. Yeah. You take Justin's dog. He'll, yeah. si- he'll sign him for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, on work notes, uh, things are on an upswing there. Awesome. Even though it's tense, we're moving in a good direction. So, you know, all in all, man. My so. life's about normal. Just uh, got a speeding ticket last week. It's the first speeding <laughs> ticket I've... I, it's actually the first speeding ticket I've ever gotten. I've gotten tickets for seatbelts, for uh, different other stuff. Light, uh, lights out and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, but not actually a speeding speeding ticket. You're a so. fucking rebel, man. Yeah, I know what that. Well, I was used to having old cars that won't aren't able to get up to speed to yeah. be able to speed. Yeah, and now I have like a speed demon that I'm like, it feels like you're going uh, 30, but you're actually going 45 type I, of deal. I too know the feeling, and and yeah. my truck is orange. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's like a beacon. I'm like, yeah, so I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm all of a sudden going 15 over the speed limit, and uh, I'm in a bright orange car. Like, I need to slow the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to talk about, well, I'm going to talk about some movies I saw during the week, uh, but just to give you a preview, we are going to be talking about some sidekicks, fuck some 1992 yeah. sidekicks, which I, I love. It's such an interesting movie because I, there's certain aspects I'm going to shit all over in this. Oh, certain, yeah. Certain aspects that I'm going to love on over. It's, it, it's it's a very complicated, awesome movie, so we'll talk overall, about Overall, it's a fucking classic, Yeah, it, and it, it's one of those ones that is certainly dictated on when you saw it. Yeah. Depends on how much. Oh, I saw it in the theater like three or four times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could imagine that, and you were... Uh, you were 82? Uh, 82. Oh, so yeah. this was, I was 81. Yeah. Oh, 81. You were yeah, born. yeah. So, yeah, even better. I mean, this was right for you. You're like nine years old. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, but before that, did you see any movies this last week? Or I have you did. been just uh, running around like crazy? I actually got to see oh, one did you, movie. Did you see a good one? It was actually pretty good. Uh, it was it was better than I expected. And what was this? Super Mario Brothers. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It, available on Peacock. Is that where you saw it? Or did uh, you rent it? No, we rented it on Amazon because we don't have Peacock. Yeah. Um, but you know, not no need to like go into it or anything. I mean it was it was well done, dude. I liked it. I mean it, it's it's exactly what you expect you were gonna get yep. from it. I, I liked the storyline, the voices were fine. Yep. Uh I, I liked everything about the it. The animation was good. The animation was great. Yeah. I could imagine it being like awesome in three D. Yeah, I'll definitely buy it when it comes when it uh, is on for sale at Redbox. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely buy it. Yeah, so. but it was it was a good movie. I mean, and I would imagine it's going to spawn sequels, and not sure. only sequels, but uh, 
kind of like offshoots of other Nintendo. Like the fact that they don't do a Mega Man or a Zelda yeah. oh, or God, Metroid yeah. or Contra. I mean, the properties are all over the place. How the well, fuck they are did, you not getting to that? They did Contra. It was called Predator. <laughs> I guess it's kind of true that it's kind of Predator-like. Uh, I'm looking at my list, what I saw here. Uh, I, I didn't see that many because I've been doing a whole bunch of stuff. I did a rewatch yesterday. I Pluto is one of those awesome... Uh, Pluto and Tubi are my two favorite things to stream stuff on. Yeah. And Pluto has like live TV. So you they have, and they have a movie section which has like 20 movies and they're all particular to that uh, station. It's mm-hmm. like 80s Rewind is one of them. They yeah, I, I think movies. you were saying it was kind of like your cable uh, with the... Yeah, it's kind of like the cable. With the hopper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they... Uh, they have like a Godzilla station now where you can just watch 24-hour oh, Godzilla movies, which is awesome. Eric has is it on all the Pee-wee's time. Is Pee-wee's Big Adventure on there every now and again? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that would be good. But there's, I turned it on. I think it was the 80s Rewind I had it on. It was one of the cult favorite ones and everything. And I started watching um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Nice. Dude. And I got like 15 minutes in and it got to a commercial. And I was like, well, this is fucked up. I'm just going to put it in. Yep, just... So I ended up watching the whole thing of uh, Excellent Adventure last night. And then I'm, awesome. while it's on, I'm scrolling through Facebook and I was like, it's, it's Alex Winter's birthday today. Huh. Uh, and because I'm seeing like appreciation posts and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here, yeah. Facebook? You're, well, you're, you know that I'm watching Bill yeah, and right? It just turns out that it just happens to be Alex Winter's sure birthday. Sure it did. <laughs> Which it was nothing but a collage of uh, uh, Bill and Ted stuff, Lost Boys, and that one where he had that deformed face. Do you remember that? He had, it was a weird, it was called Freaky or something. I think it was oh, called that's Freaky. A, freaked. Yeah, Freaked. Uh, I yeah, talked yeah, you about, talked that. about that yeah, on the yeah, pod. Yeah, yeah. So it was just those three movies, I yeah. guess, is all he's really famous for. Well, he's big in the documenta- uh, documentaries now. Oh, yeah? He's doing a new one about, I think it's called The YouTube Effect, hmm. or how YouTube has affected uh, how kids are raised and everything like oh, that. Oh, yeah, YouTube and <laughs> TikTok. So I had a rewatch with that, which I really enjoyed. But the big movie that I saw uh, that needs to be talked about here is Mission Impossible. Oh, Dead, yeah, Dead dude. Reckoning. And spill I'm not going to spoil shit on it. So uh, well, what were you saying? I said spill it. No, no, Tell no, me no. all about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Well, everyone needs to see it. Absolutely everyone needs to see this movie. I'm going to see it again without a doubt. Hell yeah. I'm going to see Oppenheimer. I already got my tickets for Oppenheimer for like 9.40 in the morning on Friday. Oh, cool. So I'll be going to see Oppenheimer. And then next week, there's an Australian horror movie out called Talk to Me. Have you seen the trailer for that? I've seen Ooh. bits and pieces. It's about like, this is crazy. So it has a, they got me with- Oh, the, the hand. Yeah. Yeah. It, it got me with the premise because it's kind of like a cross between Drag Me to Hell and Flatliners. Interesting. So the, the severed hand they put on the table yeah. and they grab the hand and it possesses them, but you can only be possessed from it for like 60 seconds or something or, yeah. or it will take you over or something. So yeah. there's someone with a stopwatch and everything. And I don't know what they get out of doing it, Yeah, but it- if they they and they keep start pushing the the limits of the time, kind of yeah. like uh, how they did on uh, Flatliners. Flatliners, yeah. So and people are loving it. They're saying this is not only legit scary, but it's one of the best horror movies to come out. Heck so, yeah! I'm definitely gonna go see that. It's playing at our theater. I was surprised. That seems awesome. like one of those indie movies that they would not show, but they definitely are going to. So I got Oppenheimer. I got that, but I totally want to see Mission Impossible Four again. Yeah, uh, I I will definitely see it again in the theater before it leaves because it is intense. It is amazing. It, it's awesome. I mean, Tom Cruise just is knocking it out of the park, man. So give me a very brief synopsis of the previous one that this goes into. Because I don't think that's Fallout? Spoiler. You don't remember Fallout? I remember parts of it. You know what I mean? This like, one doesn't have... There's never a big... Uh, 
other than Dead well, Reckoning 1 and Part 2, there's never a big carryover with storylines. Yeah. Other than this is the job they have to do. The the more carryovers they have are with characters. So Like the Rebecca Ferguson character, Simon Pegg. So at the end of the last one, weren't they again kind of like rogue? They weren't quite... They, they are rogue. They, they had to go into some kind of protocol. Because there was Rogue Nation when they were completely rogue. Yeah. And then they got brought back by Angela Bassett and right. Alec Baldwin to do this one kind of thing. Right. And everything. And, and that was completed. Remember that one? It ended with the bomb and they had that great helicopter scene with yeah. Henry Cavill on it. And they were uh, one of the best stunts yeah, ever. Yeah, that was a great scene. Uh, so it leads into this one. And this one, though, do you, how well do you remember the first one? The first one, pretty well. Uh, the one guy that was his... He worked for the CIA and he kind of recruited him and he had like a deep voice. Uh, he was very recognizable in the first one. Uh, I wouldn't. He wasn't the bad guy, but he was kind of the adversary for Tom Cruise in the, in the first one. Well, he's come back in this one. He works for the CIA, and basically, it's it's almost an old school Mission Impossible kind of reboot in a way because it's a classic at the beginning of the movie. This is the mission. If you uh, if you choose to take it, yeah, uh, you're gonna. And this message will self destruct, and then it just takes us on this mission. And the mission's a big kind of mission, like. Uh, the very beginning of the movie is kind of almost James Bond-esque where they show this big kind of accident that happens underwater, which kind of affects the plot for the next two films and right. everything. So it, it's, it's really amazing. I'm trying and to he, find that guy, but I don't see him on the here. The team is really a big part of this. And I think that's what kind of separated the really good ones and the really bad ones with the Mission Impossible. And even the really bad ones are really good. I'm a huge... This franchise is killing it, really. The first one was fucking incredible. I love the first one and then they got really good starting with like Ghost Protocol. Yeah. yeah, Like two and three Mission Impossible eh. 3 was kind of like uh but then they like I feel like they were like okay you know what it's fizzling out and we can do so much more. Well it was the directors because the first one was directed by Brian De Palma. Mm. Awesome. He one of the best visual uh, directors that I've ever been. Now the second one was um, John Woo who did it who did face off and, and I like John like Woo not a good movie though but I can understand why they went with him yeah. then they went with J.J. Abrams next uh, the lost guy and yeah. Star Trek and everything and he did a decent job the only thing the only reason 3 was semi-decent was because Philip Seymour Hoffman was the bad guy mm-hmm. and which was really good especially going back and watching it now but number 4 was done by Brad Bird who did The Incredibles and oh. it, it was really well done that was gross protocol and then Rogue Nation I'm pretty sure was Christopher McQuarrie's first one and that's where they've been killing it that's why he's the only one to do it it re-jumped everything it was just like oh fuck I want to go see the next one and the next one and the next one it's not only is it serious but it's like what we the good stuff that we like about the Bourne Identity and James Bond and Tom Clancy and John Wick and John Wick all thrown into one and it's the only movie that's doing practical effects there's no fucking CGI CGI. in this fucking movie and you would not believe I mean I'm sure there is touches here and there but it's not major stunts are still done by Tom Cruise and there's some stuff in this movie like I know you've probably seen the jump of him off the cliff because it's been promoted like a motherfucker. no I haven't seen I haven't watched a a, a single trailer Uh, for it I know it came out and I the last half hour is on a train dude and it's just fucking you're gripping you can't don't sit next to anyone because you're going to be grabbing their fucking chair or their leg because it's just intense so now isn't this part one of two yeah and and they're already completed too, yeah. right? I don't think it's affected by the strike. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, good. Uh, Dude, and what's it comes up, up with next that year. Shit, man, yeah, it's crazy. Like, so please tell me if I'm wrong about this. But 
the strike is basically because Hollywood wants to start using AI. That's part of it. Yeah. Like, they're not getting paid what they should be getting paid. The residuals are crap. I know crap. the feeling. The residuals are crap, and they're worried about AI because they, their new thing is, let's have AI write a script, and then we'll hire writers to come in and fix what the and AI And then we'll done. pay the actors for and their we'll likeness. And we'll pay them less. And yeah. they, they're making hundreds of billions of dollars, or millions of dollars yeah. on these actors. So I get it. Yeah. You know who the head of the uh, actors uh, SAG union is? Uh-uh. The president? Who? Fran Drescher. No shit. <laughs> I've seen her talk. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've seen her talk like four or five times about it. I mean, she looks pretty good. I saw uh, Snoop Dogg talking about it. Yeah. That and, was awesome. And everyone's kicking it right now. So yeah, Mission Impossible, I, c- I cannot give it a higher rating. It's probably going to be my number one movie of the year when we do our recap at the end of the year. Haley Atwell killed it, man. She's Peggy Carter. Do you remember her from uh, The Avengers? And, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, she actually had a TV show that lasted for about two seasons. It was like Agent uh, Carter, right? Agent Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was great. And they kind of, they didn't really realize who they had with that man and she is in this a lot she was good in all of the she ones she was in kills it in a mission impossible uh dead reckoning she yeah. is one of the shining stars of the movie is hell Haley yeah well she's a kick-ass uh, all the women have done really well in this series like if you look at rebecca ferguson the other girl that's uh that played his kind of uh love interest at the end of uh fallout there she mm-hmm. was really good they, they're really good uh they give really good meaty roles to their female actresses. Another uh, actress that was really good was in Fallout. The really the blonde girl with the striking looks. She was uh, the arms dealer. Remember, they went to the club to deal with her. She's super tall, super nah, blonde. I'm, I'm just drawing a blank. Uh, she also played in uh, was it Thor? Was it no? It was Guardians of the Galaxy two. Remember, they were fighting the gold people. Yeah, she was the head of the gold. Oh, people. okay. Yeah, they, they're actually about. thinking of making this woman. Uh, Vanessa Kirby is her mm. name. Uh, look her up, people. Uh, she's awesome, and I think they're uh, going to make her Sue Storm for the oh, new, cool. uh, for the new Fast, Fantastic Four, which would be a great bit of casting. Oh yeah, so, yeah. You don't need me to tell you how great uh, Mission Impossible is. It's, so it's, it's phenomenal. Final question, on sure. That, because I, you know, I, I mean, I can't wait for you to watch it because you're going to love it. You're oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it. I mean, dude, it's got it's my style. Yeah, it's all definitely over, your you style, know? and it's um, so good. Is there any type of like brief recap, or does it kind of just like every other one where they start no, off with Tom Cruise. You don't Cruise. really need to know the other, the stuff about it. Oh. Uh, all you need to know all you need to know about it is he he takes on impossible missions and as long as you know who okay. his crew is. That, oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. important. Okay. Like obviously Simon Pegg uh and uh, Ving Rhames, yeah. Rebecca Ferguson who's been on there for the last couple of movies. She's yeah. the one who played uh uh what's the name she had best thing she ever did was that uh God damn it, what's the shining uh sequel? Uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Sleep. Sleep yeah. Remember the, uh, she was the head of the hippie vampire group. Oh yeah. She yeah, wore yeah. that hat yeah. and everything. Oh, yeah. she's so good. Dude. So we can get it done with this in just yeah. a second. This is just a funny little end line here. So I saw an interview with, uh, Matt Damon a couple of days nice. ago and he was For Oppenheimer. Well, no, I mean, it that's was why a, he's out there. Yeah. Least, it was yeah. just a clip though. And, and, um, he was talking about Tom Cruise and the time that he met Tom Cruise. Um, and he said like, he asked him about like doing this, you know, the one where he's on the side of the building in yeah. Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he asked I think him, it's Ghost Protocol. He says, How did you do that? You know? And Tom Cruise says, Okay, I'll tell you the story. He said, So the first thing I did, he said, I had this shot in my head for 15 years. I wanted to do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And so one day I said, You know what? We're going to do it. And I called the safety director and I said, This is what I want to do. And the safety director said, You can't do that. <laughs> So I got another safety director. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I love uh, this. It, 
he turned 61 when this movie That's hit. That's insane, hit the theaters, dude. And you wouldn't believe it, what he's doing in this movie. Yeah. And, and oh. it's, it might arguably be my favorite, uh, my favorite actually of Tom Cruise in the Mission Impossible movies might be this one. Really? Because he has, he's so many great moments with Haley Atwell and the rest of the crew because they've worked them back in as this tight-knit group so well yeah. that he gets to interact with them more and it's not just running and jumping and everything, yeah. which he is obviously phenomenal at. I love this as a... Uh, on one of the behinds of thing, scenes of Fallout, he was doing that halo jump. Oh, and, okay. Uh, Henry Cavill says, "Yeah, I want to do it with you." And uh, Tom Cruise just smiles. He says, "I really appreciate your your uh, your gusto and yeah. wanting to do it and everything, but I've trained my life for this. He says, you're yeah. not gonna you're not gonna do that." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Henry didn't do it. Yeah, Tom Cruise did it. Yeah, you're, no, he's you're amazing. Be, you're dude. gonna be blown away. the 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 motorcycle jump. The train sequence and the car chases through through Roman Venice, I think it is, yeah. are just like next well, level yeah. change the game action. Yeah. So I'm I'm there right when part two comes out. But what we're gonna talk about today is the nineteen ninety two classic sidekicks. Chuck Norris. Love bitches. it or hate it. This is the movie, man. And like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna love on this movie and I'm gonna hate on this movie. And I'm not certain things. Obviously, I'm not gonna hate on it. The reason this movie is it, it's not a great movie, but it's a, it's such a fun movie. Yeah. And a nostalgic movie. Yeah. Uh, the director is Aaron Norris. It's Chuck Norris's brother. He, oh, I didn't know he, that. He can't direct his way out of a paper bag. Oh. All the crappy later Chuck Norris movies were all done favors for his brother. Really? Like his brother? I'll. I'll I'll dip down to his brother before we actually go into it and say that Aaron Norris directed Braddock Mission in, Pos- Mission in Action 3, Delta Force 2, The Hitman, Sidekicks, Hellbound, and Top Dog. So, and it, uh, did you rewatch it or are you going off what you saw? Uh, the, I, I watched clips. Okay, yeah, because yeah. when you rewatch it, the, the tone and the flow is weird. Yeah. It's by somebody that's not a great director. Yeah. Like there's certain scenes that should be so impactful and everything yeah. and they're just, they kind of flat through it. But you like the actors so much in the movie. Yeah. Like there is absolutely no way to not love Jonathan Brandos and Mako. Oh, I mean, yeah. those two are the fucking shit. Yeah. And let, let's get, just talk about the elephant in the room. This is an, unbelievably almost shot for shot remake of karate karate kid absolutely 100 percent. yep and they they don't aren't shy about it and everything but they there is one key element in the movie that kind of this one has nunchucks (laughs) (laughs) well the one thing that got everyone when the marketing came out and this will tell before we go into the cast and the crew like we normally do this kind of falls into the log line of this movie similar to karate kid uh, wimpy kid, he's got asthma. He's Very getting be- he's getting beat up by the bully and everything, and he needs to kind of stand up for himself. The difference in this between this and Karate Kid is he has fantasies. Yeah, during the day when he's at school, this was or, such a fun or no part. matter what he's doing, this is what made the movie. Yeah, uh, is he has fantasies that he is in these kind of troublesome situations and his sidekick in those situations is Chuck Norris and they're helping him through and he's always saving his beautiful uh, teacher. Like English teacher teacher and everything and uh, she's awesome too. And it's great because Chuck Norris is always his sidekick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Not Jonathan Brandon's the other way. Yeah. For sure. And they're always 
imitating for the most part sometimes they're imitating an actual movie like when they got the mullets it's clearly imitating the hitman yeah uh because it's just like how he is on that front cover i feel like it's either missing in action or even Rambo, missing in action you know when did. they go to like rescue her down oh that cave. was missing in action without a doubt okay sure, yeah like, because that's what he did in that movie it's fucking uh, great so it's fun man it's yeah. fun so let's let's go into the cast first and we'll start uh with jonathan brandes which I love Jonathan Brandes. If you were a Justin and I's age, you loved Jonathan Brandes in several things. And it's just super sad because he fell into that 27-year-old club that yep. they refer to as uh, artists that just can't can't make it. So many artists have killed themselves at 27. Yeah. Go Google the search one of no, these it's days. Nuts, it's, dude. It's, it's freaky. Yeah. But Jonathan Brandes uh, had a hard time. Uh, those who don't know, he hung himself when he was 27. He was... Very good friends with a lot of the young actors at that time. And yeah. he had stressed to them how upset he was the way his career was going. And he took the alcohol and it just got the best of him and everything. Yeah. And if you look at his filmography, you can almost pinpoint how he got excited with his career and then got despondent with his career mm-hmm. uh, towards the end there. Because uh, like a lot of these actors, it's a shit business, people. It's yeah. a fucking shit business. The idea that Corey Feldman and all these other people aren't even more fucked up than they are uh, is kind of a miracle because the, yeah. the business treats these kids like pieces of meat and it gives them these crazy expert uh, expectations. And they also feel like they can't go on to do something else yeah. after they do it like yep. i i kind of like every once in a while when i go on an imdb filmography and i find out that somebody just left the business they did two movies left the business and yep. then, then they're a lawyer or i a lawyer or a massage therapist across i there was somebody i was watching the other day and i wanted to make note of it that they left the business became a massage therapist I can't it was me it was. we've was been you? trying to keep it Damn a secret it. for a long time but <laughs> You can see me in Project uh, Threshold and Silent Dove. I know they not, were giant blockbuster hits. I've been trying to keep my, you know, my head low. Amen. You did some things that questionably could have been bad on the back there. <laughs> uh, so Jonathan Brandes, what people probably know him from the movies, uh, his first movie he was in was The Wrong Guys, which I know you know what it is and I know what it is, but it's the Louis Anderson um, oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah! I love that. Boy they Scout go, movie, they yeah. go camping again. Yeah, when they go, when there's a moment in the movie where they flash back to their younger selves, and Jonathan Prandes plays one of them as no their younger shit. selves. I wow. can't remember who it was that he played, but uh, he was a voice in Oliver and Company. He was in Stepfather Two, uh, Never Ending Story uh, Two. He, he kind of started getting famous. Then everyone knew him from it for sure. It was yeah. a huge one for him. Yeah, and if it wasn't big, he had a couple really nostalgic gems including obviously sidekicks but ladybugs people loved them i yeah. loved ladybugs that was a fun movie uh, it was fun that man. was with it, rodney dangerfield yeah, right same right. thing as this movie not a good movie but a fun movie and a nostalgic movies absolutely for sure and i i go back and i watch uh ladybugs probably more than i should <laughs> uh, it's really good and uh, then he did Outside Providence, which I love that I never hear anyone talking about and it's actually a very hard movie to find on uh, blu-ray and dvd but so Try as far it. as Chuck Norris goes, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of only want I on his filmography. I wanted to start and what led up to Sidekick. So I wasn't aware that his first movie was that Way of the Dragon. You know that Bruce Lee movie. Oh really? Also called something else though. I think it's called Revenge of the Dragon. I'm not. I'm always confused with those old Bruce Lee movies because they're all they all have three titles. I, they it, do. It's so fucking strange. But the one that he was fighting Bruce. 
Lee at the end, remember he he was just like hairy as shit. Yeah, fighting Bruce well, Lee. He, he got his fucking neck broke by Bruce oh, Lee. Yeah, man, that way of the gun uh, fight scene was awesome. So he had quite the run though. So way of the dragon. Then he went and did Good Guys Wear Black, A Force of One, The Octagon, Silent Rage, Lone Wolf McQuaid, which is kind of where I discovered Chuck Norris was mm-hmm. Lone Wolf McQuaid. Then the Missing in Action One and Two. They were done like within a year of each other. Then he did Code of Silence, Invasion USA, The Delta Force, Firewalker, Mission Impossible, uh, Mission in Action Three, Hellbound, The Hitman, and then Sidekicks came on, and then it ended with like Top Dog, and we know where it happened after that. Firewalker is Firewalker's fun, such man. Such a good fucking. So that's movie, a great dude. canon movie, which is weird. Sidekicks seems like a canon movie, yeah. and you're gonna hear me mention a lot of canon films. In, in these people's uh, in the crew and the cast and everything and I think a lot of people just move from canon to I think it's Vestron I think did Vestron do sidekicks oh, I can't remember I but it was one of those lo- uh, like low key production companies that were came out of the 90s is where sidekicks did, uh, did. Uh, so as far as other actors go Bo Bridges the uh, less than uh, famous <laughs> uh, Bridges brother yeah He's the Compared dad, to right? his brother, who's uh, who, his brother's Jeff Bridges, his dad is Lloyd Bridges. But Bo Bridges did a b- whole bunch of fun stuff. Uh, strange enough, one of the movies I think of when I think of Bo Bridges the most is he played that you know the guy who took the bullet for uh, that Brady guy yeah, that took the bullet yeah, for Reagan. Yeah, and there was a TV movie when I Bo Bridges that. played him. Yeah. It, it, interestingly enough, I think it was around the same time that People versus Larry Flint came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember there being like. Two people with speech issues mm-hmm. in the only wheelchairs. thing I can remember about the Bo Bridges one is when he he's so thrilled that he can get a heart on, <laughs> and he's like uh, thrilled because he gets paralyzed for that thing. Uh, a lot of what I go back with Bo Bridges though is the Wizard, you know. Oh wow, the Fred Savage Nintendo yeah, that's movie. right. He was the dad. Right? Yeah, he's the dad. Him and Christian Slater are like trying to tr- uh, to find the uh, Fred the Savage. Yep. Yeah. Um, as far as produced by, uh, I I can't seem to find a company. Um, Oh, Triumph Films. Triumph. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think that's definitely one of those 90s kind of offshoots. Division of of Sony Production Entertainment. All right. Cool. Nine years. Defunct. (laughs) Defunct. Yeah. I wonder what's their most famous shit Uh, that they did. I don't know. Or are we discussing it? Yeah. I think this might be (laughs) it. Very possible. Let's see. Notable Films. To Jillian on her 37th birthday. The Ambulance. Brain Scan. Magic in the Water. Steam Boy, Super Babies, Baby Geniuses 2. Oh, wow. This isn't even mentioned. Well, this isn't even mentioned. That's wow. Uh, no wonder you're defunct. <laughs> so as far as Bo Bridges, other movies that people might be familiar with, Swashbuckler. Man, Swashbuckler was an absolutely fun movie that I accidentally discovered. It's a pirate movie. And if you ever wanted to see Quint from Jaws ride on a horse with... Uh, with James Earl Jones <laughs> and like in a semi-homosexual kind of romp when they're each on horses laughing with each other and running with each other. You know Swashbuckler is the movie for you. You know what kind of man I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was actually quite fun. So Bo Bridges did, did Swashbuckler, Grease Lightning, Norma Ray, Fabulous Baker Boys with his brother and then he kind of did some, uh, some TV movie stuff. Like he played uh, Earl's dad on My Name is Earl. Uh, oh, really? I always liked him in that. Huh. Now, Mako, man, the man who was so cool that he didn't even need two fucking names. Right? 
He's a very Cher and Madonna. Mako, if you grew up in the 80s, you know who Mako is. You might not know you know who Mako is. Uh, type in M-A-K-O into your Google browser and his picture will come up and you'll immediately be like, oh yeah, I left 10 movies that he's in. Also in The Perfect Weapon. That's right. Is that your favorite movie that he's in? Uh, yeah, I think this might be it, but I love the fact that him and then... Um Who's Rufio? I can't remember his real name. Yeah, I always forget his name. And Professor Tanaka are all in that movie. Like, to me, that's, like, such a huge That is a good one. I've only seen that, like, two or three times. again, I'm sorry I don't know his name, but Shang Tsung is also in that fucking movie. Yeah, he's awesome, too. It's just a who's who of of incredible Asian actors Uh, in that movie. Mako's been in a lot of movies that I love. If I had to pick one that's my favorite, probably Conan the Barbarian, because he's also the the narrator, and I get to hear him Uh, his voice through the whole thing. He has a great voice. But I loved him in Taking Care of Business with James Bellucci, the one where James Bellucci escapes from jail to go to the the baseball game. I remember you talking about it. And he he takes Charles Grodin's identity, and he starts doing... uh, or taking the business meetings but at Charles Grodin. Not your mustard, because your mustard yeah. sucks. Your mustard tastes yeah. like shit. <laughs> yeah. That's so hilarious. You haven't seen yeah. it, but you remember that from when I talked about it. It was so yeah. funny. That was the scene where he's meeting with Mako to talk oh, about okay. how bad yeah, his yeah, product yeah. sucks. Yeah. He's uh, I don't know. Your bread's all right. Yeah. <laughs> he's dry as shit. It's dry as shit, but yeah. if you cover it with something, it's, it's edible. <laughs> but, not, but not your bologna, because your bologna <laughs> tastes like shit. Yeah. <laughs> I love that See, scene, I learn man. all kinds of things, and you can too. That's Just right. listen to Fascinated with uh, Films. So to go through his filmography here, so Under the Rainbow is a very, uh, it, they played it on HBO a lot when I first got HBO back in the day and no one talks about it. It's this weird kind of romp about the making of Wizard of Oz that was back in the day that huh. starred like 30 famous people that were on screen for three seconds each and everything. Yeah. And it was kind of fun. So he was one of them. I don't know who he played in that. Interesting. Uh, but then he did Conan the Barbarian and the Destroyer. He did Tucker the Man in His Dream. Uh, hey, with the other boat, uh, with the other bridges, brother. Huh. Uh, taking care of business, I said Pacific Heights. I loved him in Pacific Heights. He's the Never one that had that all one. the. Uh, you didn't see the Michael Keaton one where mm-hmm. he was the the horrible tenant and he was uh, making Melanie Griffith and Matthew Modine's life hell. I don't get oh, into those man. movies, dude. This was early They're, '90s. This is yeah, like '92. It's 90. never been a a, a niche that really? I that I. You didn't like '90s thrillers? I did. I think Single White Female was probably oh, the one. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, um, or the one with Julia Roberts where she's sleeping like, with the enemy. Yeah, those those two. They're all, they're all in that same group. Yeah, but and the one where the neighbor next door is super creepy and that's never Michael Keaton though, man. I, I'm sure you yeah. know what I mean. Like, I, it's just never been a movie that I've been like, oh, I want to see that one. It, you know, the, I think the reason I'm into him is because I went and saw every movie in the '90s, yeah, uh, in the theater up until like, like from 1990 to '95. I think I went and saw every movie in the theater that yeah. was there. Uh, then I started doing other stuff, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's when Paul <laughs> discovered weed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then after Pacific Heights, he did Perfect Weapons, Sidekicks. He was in RoboCop Three, man, and I've never seen RoboCop Three, and this might I've actually get me to see it. I've seen it. I, don't I know it's a train wreck, and RoboCop's one of my favorite movies, so he it's flies. a tough one for me to watch. But uh, yeah, yeah, he flies. <laughs> I saw a funny video the other day, and it was just like a parody on on RoboCop. And then it's just this lady; she runs out of the building, and she goes. RoboCop, help us! And it's a guy dressed up like RoboCop, but he's got paddles and he's in a little tiny boat. And he's RoboCop. <laughs> RoboCop, that's yeah. funny. That's pretty funny. Uh, Rising Sun, one of my favorite movies of the 90s. I love Rising Sun. He played the head of the uh, Japanese corporation in there. He was in Highlander, The Final Dimension, which is the third Highlander movie. Uh, Seven Years in Tibet. I loved him in Seven Years in Tibet also, man. So yeah, good. You, you really like that movie. That's the Brad Pitt I movie, I love right? Seven Years yeah. in Tibet, man. It's, it's such an amazing drama that people 
overlook all the time, man. Uh, check it out. I love movies that really teach you stuff. Like I go back to anytime someone mentions Tibet or uh, uh, Lhasa or all anything that happened at that time that that movie happened. I'm familiar with it because I'm such a fan of the movie, but I have a feeling it's like a, a moment in history that not a lot of people know about. Yeah. Which I think is what what makes this Oppenheimer thing very exciting. Oh, yeah. Coming out because I'm going to I don't know shit. About I don't know him. nothing. I, he made the atomic bomb. That's it. That's, That's all, all I know. know. And I'm going to go in there. And I know totally that, dark. I know that. He wished he didn't. Yeah, that, that's what I know. I'm actually excited. I'm I, and if you've listened to the pod, you know I'd never say this. I'm excited to see Robert Downey Jr. in it. I think he looks oh, really good. I, I think he plays a senator that during that last half of the movie. Or huh. uh, I'm it is might it a, the narrate the the. Uh, I'm wondering how the timeline is. I wonder if it starts with him on trial and then it goes back and then it comes back to yeah, trial or something. Yeah. Maybe maybe is it, it one? Of, is it a three hour movie? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I bet you movie. it's entertaining though. Oh, it's gonna be good. It's gonna yeah. be the, one of the big Oscar kind of. Uh, uh, flicks for the year for sure so check it out uh who else is on this uh julian nixon who played uh noreen chan yeah. uh who played the teacher in the movie uh that he fantasizes and dreams about he's not the only one because she was in uh, Ro- uh rambo first blood part two that's who i thought and she was i dreamt about her quite often myself. i had the biggest oh, crush on i did her. too man like, I, I just was thinking man you because he rescues her, and oh man, it was yeah. such a great moment. I loved her in that. She was also in K two. Did you ever see that? That was like a the skiing uh, movie. The, yeah, I think was I it did. skiing or was it rappelling? I think I it was. Confused I think it. it was skiing. Maybe it was both. Maybe they rappelled and then skied. Yeah, maybe they were <laughs> spelunking and skiing. No, she was in Double Dragon. I oh. I used to play it when I worked at the video store because yeah. it was like a PG movie, but I'm not sure I ever remember sitting down and watching it. I, I don't know that I end. ever. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think, think maybe it. I saw it once. I mean, they didn't cast it well. You got Scott Wolf and who are the fuck is the other guy in it? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Julian Nixon did a whole bunch of random TV I got on here. Now, Piscopo. <laughs> Dude, this is a great Piscopo Now, movie. Piscopo hasn't done many movies. He's mainly famous for Saturday Night Live yeah. and, and like his comedy specials and being kind of a shitty person later in life. Yeah. But it, early on, I'm going to mention four movies that he killed it in. Can you name the four movies he killed it in? I don't know about four, but I know there's one that I was going to watch a couple of months ago, and it's where he's like a zombie cop. That's it. Yeah. That's one of them. That's Dead Heat. Dead Heat. Definitely that was a watch fun it. movie. Oh, it's super fun. Yeah. And now that Treat Williams isn't with us, is a good reason. To oh, is he the of, other guy uh, in it? Yeah, Treat Williams, man. It's uh, no longer with us. Died a couple weeks ago. So even more reason to go and uh, revisit that. But uh, Johnny Dangerously. Oh, yeah. Fargo and Ice Holes. Once. My sister did that to me once. <laughs> Uh, oh, you're so great in that. Wise Guys. Oh, my God. I love Wise Guys. That's the random mob comedy done by Brian De Palma where it starred uh, Danny DeVito and Joe Piscopo were low-level mobsters that their only job was to start the head mobster's car in the morning <laughs> to, make, to make sure there was no bomb in it. There was so many great scenes. And at, uh, I don't think I ever saw that Oh, one. it was so good. Danny DeVito was a compulsive gambler and the mob boss who's uh, Dan Henja sends him to the track to make a bet and he makes a different bet because he thinks he's going to win this bet and he'll uh, he'll pay off the mob boss and they'll make money and they lose. Uh, or the bet that the mobster ha- uh, would have won would have made like hundreds of thousands of dollars, but Danny DeVito put... put- the bet on another horse or oh, something shit. like that. Yeah. So now they're on the run and they're trying to turn each other against each other and they make the other one, they make the, uh, they put a hit on, on the, each of them by the other person. It was a very fun hmm. movie. Wise guys. It sounds like there's 
Oh, okay, that is it. There's another one coming out, Wise Guys, but it looks like it's 2024 and might have Robert De Niro in it. Interesting, because that yeah. was the original, the the novel for Goodfellas was called Wise Guys. Ah, so interesting. I'm wondering if that's even related to that. Uh, so yeah, Johnny Dangerously, Wise Guys, Dead Heat, and Sidekicks. Those were Piscopo's stuff. Other than that, I watched him a lot on Saturday Night Live. He was on the same time period as Eddie Murphy. So if you ever get like the Saturday Night Live Eddie Murphy special, yeah. you always see Piscopo oh, on yeah. there because he was on that same yeah, season. Absolutely. He, he did that great sketch where Ebony. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Ebony and Ivory sketch. Uh, yeah. You're, no, I can't you go are any black friend. and I am white. Yeah. Uh, you're blind as a bat. And man. I, I have sight. sight. <laughs> Life's <laughs> an Eskimo pie. Let's take a bite, baby. <laughs> so great yeah i fucking oh, it's I so it. racist but it's oh, so funny it's so funny uh in her one of her only film roles ever danica mckeller who we affectionately know as winnie cooper yeah uh around the same time as wonder years she looks like she just stepped off the fucking set yeah of, like, true. she was three really of wonder years yeah. just boom right in there now three character actors i didn't put a whole list of their movies on here because they have really small roles but i wanted to mention them richard mull played yeah. the coach he's got my second favorite quote in the movie what's it on me. He says, uh, you got about as much brains as a woodpecker on an aluminum po- phone pole. Damn. He said a line the other day that I turned and said to my wife and said, that's a great line. It wasn't that one. Yeah. Like, Damn, I can't remember what that one is now. <laughs> uh, but most people know him as Bull from Night Court, so that's Richard Ball. Or the uh, the killer from House 1. Oh, yeah. Now, Garrett Graham. I fucking love Garrett Graham. No one knows who Garrett Graham is for the most part. Uh, I'm trying to think what people would know him from because I loved him in Chud 2, Bud the Chud. <laughs> he was in Phantom of the Paradise. He was in uh, vi- uh, Terror Vision. He was one of these old school, weird kind of uh, actors with kind of bulgy eyes. He played one of their teacher- his teachers in this movie. Oh, okay. Uh, and he's just a riot in everything he's in. So anytime Garrett uh, Graham shows up in a movie, I'm excited. The other guy that I'm always excited to see in one of these old movies is Dennis Buckley, uh, Berkeley who is the big biker guy. He he played uh, Rocky Dennis's like best fr- uh, or biker friend in Mask. Look up Dennis Berkeley, B-U-R-K-L-E-Y. The second you see his face, you're going to be like, oh yeah, I've seen 10 movies with him in it. Oh yeah, I've seen 10 movies with him. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. <laughs> Super famous. Look yeah. him up, people. You'll be thrilled you did. All right, so let's get into the crew here, and this is where I'm going to start shitting on people. <laughs> so Aaron Norris, I had ris- listed his his things. I, I appreciate kind of his gusto and everything, but if anyone's kind of uh, rode the coattails of uh, nepotism, <laughs> it's, it's Aaron Norris for sure. Yeah. His movies are very subpar, to, uh, to put it lightly. it's All his movies, except for maybe Delta Force 2 and Sidekicks, they, they're kind of all garbage. Like That Mission Impossible 3 is unwatchable. Hitman, eh, it's okay. Hellbound was horrible. Top Dog was horrible. Now, the writer for this was Galen Thompson. He had written, these are all Chuck and Aaron guys. So Galen Thompson is the writer for The Hitman and Hellbound. I also appreciate that he has like a little crew that he keeps with him, you know, because uh, obviously being a former uh, indie filmmaker who carried his crew to each movie, I can really appreciate that. Now, Yoe, uh, J-O-A-O, how would you pronounce that? Joao? Joao Fernandez is the cinematographer. Now, he had done some good stuff. Like, he did The uh, the Prowler, Children of the Corn, Friday 13th, The Final Chapter, which is number four. It's my favorite. He also did the first mission in, uh, in action, uh, Invasion USA, and Red Scorpion with uh, Dolph Lundgren. Remember that? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the cinematographer is actually pretty skilled on this. 
And uh, Alan Silvestri, I cannot believe they got Alan Silvestri to, do, to be the composer on this. And this is probably Alan Silvestri's worst score he's ever done. Huh. The, the music on this is pretty bad. And they go back to same things. Like, I didn't mind the stuff when they're training. They they come have that kind of music. But when you, you realize... you got to have a montage. But when you realize who Alan Silvestri is and how much he'll put into other movies, this is some of the movies that uh, Alan Silvestri is famous for. Romancing the Stone, Back to Future 1 through 3, Summer Rental, The Delta Force, Critical Condition, Predator, Overboard, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, The Abyss, and 50 other big movies. That's what I've written. <laughs> uh, yeah. He basically did every... Uh, what's the guy who did uh, Romancing the Stone? He also did... Damn, I can't think of his name. I don't know. I'm slipping, man. I'm Getting slipping. Getting older these days. He also did... Oh, Zemeckis. I got it. There you go. Robinson. I think he, he scored like every Zemeckis movie and everything. But this one was kind of... Uh, it was half-heartedly done. So the release date, April 30th, 1993. So yeah, how old were you on April 30th, 93? So this it's actually completed in 92, but the 12. release date was like a year older. So yeah, this is perfect age for you. Oh, yeah. And I was like a... I was a junior in high school, but this was still, I saw this in the theater. It was still, once you found out the premise of it, you're like, that's just too fun not to watch. Yeah. Uh, so the filming location, all over Houston, Texas, and they did a good job. Like every time he was working out with Mako, yeah. they went to a different location in, cool. in Houston. It looked good. Uh, like uh, Fernandez definitely uh, set up some good stuff for uh, his cinematography. Now the budget was $8 million and it grossed $17 million. Yeah. So See, it was surprising. I'm telling you. I only have two trivia things on this before we talk about the film. And uh, one of them is very interesting. One of them is obviously a uh, duh. Like, I didn't need to be told that. Uh-huh. That's the first one, which is Chuck, Chuck Doris did this film as a favor to his brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you told me. That's how he introduces himself, I think. Yeah. Hi. I'm Chuck Norris's <laughs> brother. What's your name? Like it doesn't the, matter. At the rap party? Hey, I did this as a favor for him. Yeah. <laughs> That'll that'll preempt the next five questions you have. Yeah. Uh, so the this what I thought was very interesting though. The film was the brainchild of James Macinvale, aka Mattress Mac. He was a well known furniture outlet. He was a furniture outlet owner who, in partnership with in Houston apparently, who in partnership with Chuck Norris and the Kick Drugs Out of School campaign helped raise the eight million dollars for the budget. Uh, and prior to filming, Chuck Norris had starred in several of Mattress Max commercials. So maybe that's what we know him from. I don't know if we ever remember. Because I remember is, Chuck Norris's commercials when he was doing the exercise stuff or those jeans. Remember the jeans he used to do in yeah. Black Belt Magazine? So he just recently, this has got to be him because, I, I mean, how many Mattress Max out there True. are there? Um, he had a bet on the... Uh, the World Series, I think it was. Really? And he won like $75 million. Oh, what the hell, Mattress yeah. Mac? Time so, to make more movies. Yeah, so he was like giving away like free furniture and stuff out of his uh, out of his place. I mean... That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, Call Chuck. He will be in your movie, I guarantee yeah. Um I can I, answer as if I'm Chuck's agent. Right, yeah. He'll take the job. Um, <laughs> I actually have another piece of interesting, at least to me personally, trivia for this movie. So, you know, The Last Dragon is one, my favorite movie of all time, yep. and Ernie Reyes Jr. Yes. is in uh, Last Dragon. Just had a rewatch of the original Ninja Turtles, too, and he also was in uh, one yeah, of the suits. absolutely. I'm also friends with him on Facebook. He was in one of the suits in the first one, and then they let so good, they loved him so much, they let him go out of the suit out of the and suit. create a new character for exactly. the second one. Um, I remember when this movie came out, 
I thought that it was because of this show that used to be on Disney when I was like seven. Holy shit, I remember this. It was called Sidekicks, and Ernie Reyes Jr. was adopted by this detective. Yep. And it was like Inspector Gadget almost like he was Penny. I haven't thought of that movie or that TV show in like 25 years. Dude, I I thought that this was the movie for that and then went and saw this and was like, well, that was amazing. Well, you must have been slightly disappointed when you were like, what? I I think I realized once that, you know, Ernie Reyes Jr. Like, all right, Chuck's in it though. Yeah, I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, but yeah, dude, I... I'm glad you remember that show because yeah. I don't know anybody that oh, yeah, remembers yeah, yeah. that show. Yeah, I remember seeing Ernie Reyes Jr. in a lot of stuff when I was younger. Yeah, uh, when he, he was younger. When, when he was young too, because he was very he was the cute little Asian kid that they loved to throw that could in kick your to, ass to, and but was also funny yeah. about doing it yeah. too. And that's what was great about him in like Last Dragon. Or, or the rundown. The I rundown, love yeah. his scene in the rundown. Yep. It's man, one, that scene in the rundown was funny as It hell, was man. so good. God. Dude. Yeah, it reminded me of like the Tommy Davidson scene from Ace Ventura 2. Oh, so good. Uh, I haven't seen a rundown forever, man. I need to rewatch it. It's a that good movie, movie. dude. It's, it's a lot better than you remember. It's it. when I see it like come across something, I pause and I'm like, I might want to watch that. And then I go, if I can't find anything else, I'll it come back like to it. had like six or seven laugh out loud moments. Oh, I mean, yeah. the tripping scene. That was so and, great. And even just like Christopher Walken, like when he's looking at the uh, the destruction happening and then yeah. cows come out of nowhere. Wow. Oh, cows. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> or um, I love when he's like, you know, you know, back home, uh, Brazil nuts like this go for like $15 a pound. And I can't remember the lady's name, but she goes. Rosero. Yeah, 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 yeah. She goes, well, out here. We just call them nuts. Yeah. And they fall off the tree out back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was one of like uh, the Stifler's like last big movies that he did. And And he 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 kind of disappeared too. Yeah. It was on a commercial the other day. I saw Uh, it was weird. It was like Jason Biggs opened the door or something like that. And, uh, and he was there. He was like, Hey, you're coming to this barbecue or something like that. I don't know what was it. It was a commercial, but he looked exactly the same. I heard they're doing a new American pie with the original cast. I, if if they had, if it was their kids, like that's a, that's a no brain. Yeah, That would be cool. Like if they're the parents trying to keep their kids from doing it and maybe they start doing it themselves or something, you got to do something different on that premise because that obviously that premise has been done to death, but it would be interesting. All right. So let's work into some sidekicks here. I, the, the movie is, like I said, I've got problems with it, not with the acting, uh, with, not with the actors that they got. Yeah. The, this movie would almost be unwatchable if Jonathan Brandes make, and Mako were not in it because they really kind of make the movie yeah. kind of likable. You really like the Jonathan Brandes character. I thought the bully was quite good. Well, and you know movie. what? I, I bet you probably related to this because you had asthma. I had asthma, you know? but I wasn't picked on really. I had I had a good group of other kind of weird uh, movie and video game dorks yeah. that I hung out with. And we all kind of, we're, we're all right with each we other. We all had asthma. Yeah, we all had asthma. <laughs> <laughs> the asthma group and everything. And th- they always played up asthma in movies. Yeah. Like, it, it, people aren't using their inhalers when they're just stressed out and shit like that back in the, in the day. Like, I saw, uh, how many times Sean Ashton hit that fucking thing in Goonies and everything. Oh, yeah. it, and same with sidekicks and everything. Yeah, you'd have asthma problems, but with me, I would hit my inhaler when no one was looking. Yeah. I, I, w- I was very uh, self-conscious about it. You know, I would have to do it in the middle of class sometimes. When I was like second grade. My oh, mom let yeah. me carry I used to, she got yelled at by like doctors. You let this kid carry it in the second grade? And he's Jeez. like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, he knows not to use it. I've yeah. explained to him, use it too many times, you die. 
Yeah. That's all he has to. Ta-da. That's all he has to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a smart kid. But even still, I would turn my head and hit it and everything. So there were a lot of people that didn't even know I had it. So, yeah. But I always had it on me and everything. But uh, he played that well. I mean, he because I mean he never. <laughs> That's the shame about Jonathan Brandis. He never got the role or the meaty roles where he could play like the love interest or something like that or the heartthrob in movies. He did yeah. kind of, he was always a little bit underweight. Yeah. And, but he was always like a really good looking, likable kid. Yeah. Uh, like in Ladybugs, at, at that point, at that point, you could. You could almost see him dating that girl, anyways. Yeah. So it was it was weird that they kind of had to had to make him. They really should have made it an uglier, kind of homelier, weirder kid uh, for that role. But that's kind of how it worked. That you could tell that they didn't really. He didn't put any weight on between the beginning and the end. No. With, with no. his kind of abilities and everything like that, and they they went to odd places where I'm. I can understand they wanted to make certain things different enough from Karate Kid. Right. Like, not to jump ahead, but we're going to be jumping around all over this anyways. The uh, the tournament and everything. Yeah. I, I love the... One of my favorite things in the whole movie is Mako not showing up. They have these four team thing... Four team... Uh, Teams or four person, yeah, four teams. person teams. Yeah. So Piscopo is obviously in the bad guys. The yeah. bully that was bullying Carlucci. Jonathan Brandis is on there, and, and two other people. And on the big team that we're following, you have Jonathan Brandis, Chuck Norris. Yeah, I worked her out conveniently. Yeah. Uh, uh, the teacher, the, Mako, uh, uh, and the Mako. Oh yeah, and uh, then the, the female the, teacher yeah. and Mako. And one of my favorite things is Mako's working at the restaurant. It's my favorite line in the movie. Yeah, he's got to work at the restaurant, and uh, he shows up uh, like at the very last minute when he's going yep. into the uh, the ring. And I think I know the line because I've also titled the uh, the episode. That this. made my fucking day. Okay, so so say it when the guy oh. says it. He says, "Wait, you don't have a karate gi?" Yeah, he says. No need ghee for brick breaking. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes on there, and I love the. This is kind of where you see the bad acting. Like the color commentators during the match. Yeah. They're bad. Yeah. Oh, they're so bad. And uh, they're talking about, look at this guy and his his thing. What is he going to serve? Is he going to serve us some sushi or something like that? And then he goes up there, and I love the moment where he just asks for another brick, Mm -hmm. and he just takes it down and just walks off. Just walks away. You know, he's like, all right, I'll stay for a little bit longer, but I got to get back to the Yeah, Yeah, right. <laughs> Somebody's got to cook this food. Uh, so they had him do that. They had uh, the the female. Uh, what did they call it? They kind of called it kato, I think. Oh, kata. Kata. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like um, form practice. That's what it yeah. is. So I, she. Please don't come in the at form. me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's. No, pretty, it is. I, I yeah. googled it yesterday, uh, but I didn't. Uh, I forgot what the name of it was, but it was kata. Yeah. Uh, because get it, it, Jim Kata. Oh shit! Yeah. It all makes sense now. Uh, and then J- Jonathan Brandes was going to well, he's doing the nunchuck mm. presentation, and then and Chuck Norris does the fight with uh, with Piscopo. Yeah, uh, I was a little disappointed that we didn't get to see him in the bully fight. You know, instead they just I went back they to did. The, no, no, oh, only in the gym when they were at school. I thought at the end they at had the a end. Fight. Remember, they had to do that next round. He did the brick breaking. The brick breaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that, there lost. was no there was no fighting. Huh. Remember the bully didn't go all the way through. Yeah, he goes all the way to the bottom. He asked for and he a record-breaking number of bricks, yep. and, and he, he doesn't do it. Yeah, Piscopo gets pissed. and then and then Mako comes out and sets. No, Breco, no, uh, Brandis comes <laughs> right, out. but Mako comes out and sets it on fire. Yep, yep, sets yeah. it on fire. Yeah. Brandis puts it out. He has this great moment. Almost yeah. ends almost exactly. I'll tell you, like Karate Kid. Uh, <laughs> One of my most hated scenes 
of this movie, because like you said, we're going to shit on it a yeah, little yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. is when I think is, I can't remember Carcini, Carlucci, something like that, whatever. Um, the bad, the teenage bully. Yeah, yeah. When he's doing his breathing yeah. and his technique to like get ready to break the bricks. And I get it. It's a real thing. You yeah. know what I mean? But they do a close up on his fucking face, and it is the most annoying thing you've ever seen in a goddamn movie. Because oh. he's got his teeth like this, and he's yeah. going, you know, and it's just like, oh my god, you didn't need to do that. While you know? I'm watching it, I had to continuously tell my, and I do this, and it's and it's a good exercise for everyone to do. You got to remind <laughs> yourself, this is a kids movie. Yeah, no, it's not just that it's just a movie; it's a kids movie. Yeah, I mean, this is for kids. You may, uh, if you think it's cheesy and everything. Go back and watch some of the stuff that we thought was kids. I mean, same with like the Ninja Turtles movie. If you're going to go through it and you're going to like pick it apart, yeah. I try not to do that with stuff that's specifically for kids. Yeah. Because obviously I'm, I'm, I'm older now and I can pick apart what, like with the Piscopo when, when Chuck Norris hits him and it does that, cl- cl- that uh, quadruple backspin, that backspin yeah. close up with him and everything yeah. doing the weird face. I'm like, yeah. or when Piscopo is on screen at all, to be honest. With He's you. so funny. He just this. hams this fucking yeah. thing up. He's, He's such like, an asshole, but he is. So but he funny. hams it up. They must yeah. have told him go full ham on this yeah. fucking thing. I, I just speaking of that specific thing. There's the there's the part where Chuck Norris gets his first point on Piscopo, yeah. um, and he kicks him in the stomach. And Piscopo had been like, yeah, 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 you know, the whole time being all pumped up and everything. And he kicks him in the stomach, and he goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he turns around and he goes, oh, <laughs> it's just a really silly, funny scene, and you know. Chuck Norris is like playing with him in the in the ring and everything. Yeah. I, the only hit he gets on Chuck Norris, I think, is the cheap shot he takes yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, he goes and, to put his then, glove out, and yeah. Chuck Norris goes to put his, his out, and he punches him in the face, yeah. you know. And it's on. And then he kicks his ass from then on. Uh, let's talk about some of the fantasies in the movie because that's kind of where this movie. Oh, really yeah. shines too and just the fun stuff and the, being able to dress those two up identically like one of the first ones that I really enjoy is when he's when he's going up the rope and yeah. then he turns to it and he sees Chuck Norris on that second rope with him and he's just at that point he's just uh, you you can tell that he is uh uh He's not just hallucinating. There. He's not just there hallucinating a major, major scene. But yeah. he, he's also there just to give him a quick like boost yeah, he's of, like of a confidence. Jack Flash. Yeah, it's like his Jack Flash. You could yeah. do this, Barry. Come yeah. on, you could do this. Yeah. And he does it, and it's it's really a great moment. One of my favorite moments that thing that they do in the movie that I will give Aaron Norris or whoever the uh, the screenwriter was uh, credit for this was the fact that we're seeing Barry have these fantasies with him saving his uh, teacher and that one moment he has a great moment with Winnie Cooper and from that moment on yeah. he dreams he's saving her. That's right. I, I forgot about that's that. that's amazing. Yeah, that's That really is cool. really a brilliant kind of thing that you <laughs> can see that it's just that character development that they don't yeah. add through a lot of this stuff that's Which is perfectly done. Also a really good angle because his dad ends up getting with the teacher so yeah. that would be a messed up fantasy oh, yeah. oh he's still fantasizing <laughs> i guarantee it <laughs> uh i i love the 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 cool stuff with the the uh well like i said the one that they're imitating the um well there's one where they dress like white ninjas yeah and there is it a factory they're going into the factory or something like yeah. that and that that wasn't the vietnam one though was it or no was that it? one was the one where he came out of the came out of the water with the machine gun that's right that's yeah. right 
like slow motion, just like uh, <laughs> Chuck Norris did. You they know? did a great job with yeah. that, and it's so fun that I, I would have loved to hear Jonathan Brandis take on it oh, now. You know, yeah, about dude. working with Chuck Norris God, and working man. with Rodney Dangerfield and, and having these great moments with those guys. We didn't even mention that he was on Sequest for like. Do you remember Sequest yeah, oh yeah. back in the day? Yeah, he was on there for like sixty episodes with Roy Schneider and all these other big actors and everything. I mean, the guy had like talent, big time, and got I think he was on great. Se- I think he was on Sequest when he died really that's very possible i think he was very i could be wrong but uh the uh what was the other one yeah the the one with the hitman when they both had the mullets uh and they both had sawed off shotguns and like jonathan brandis had like a mini sawed off shotgun (laughs) and everything but they're they're just shooting and fighting with each other it's just so much goddamn fun man that you you can't hate it for too long no and that's why i said like the moment when mako breaks those bricks Rewatch that moment. It yeah. should be the crowds are the music should be pumping in yeah. and and getting everyone and it's so flat. Yeah. He does it and everyone looks around and there's kind of an awkward beat between takes and everything and I'm like who edited this fucking thing? Yeah. Or it it just was missing some flash and uh, pizzazz that they could have added by just better music, better timing cues, yeah. stuff like that. Well, that, that kind of uh, didn't make it to that next level for me. So there was two kind of issues that I mean, and one of them is what the movie's about. Like, and I love the premise, but like, so they go to sign up for the tournament and there's the three of them on the team. Yeah. And they're basically like, Oh, talk, you- talk about using the same angles as, karate kid too. oh yeah it's the same yeah shit. oh you need a fourth you know you need a fourth on your team you know and chuck norris just shows up you know what i mean and it's just like i'll be your fourth barry you know and i guess his <laughs> well, dad no, talked she had to already him. talked to him the, the, oh she had she okay did. yeah she, because know. she saw chuck was there she's like uh, i'm gonna go talk to him and she yeah. pulled him aside and i don't know what yeah. she promised him or <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> drinks later yeah you know. uh, but yeah he just popped up and but like i said that was like the the heat he stole the same angles from Karate Kid. Yeah. There's a scene where Jonathan Brand is, is in the hospital because he gets beat up. That that Mako comes in, literally claps his hands oh, together. I forgot with, about with, that. With, with like bomb or something on yeah. his hand and puts it on his fucking arm and chest. I'm yeah. like, come on, dude. Yeah. Not only is he obviously a cheaper version of Mr. Miyagi, you're yeah. going to have him do his like actual scenes and yeah, everything. that's fucking it, ridiculous. It really is. If you were a huge... And I'm a... Karate Kid's on my top 10 f- favorite movies of all time. But it, I could understand, all right, I mean, there's a lot of movies that are like Karate Kid out there. Yeah. And, and there were probably a lot of movies that Karate Kid was kind of based on. Uh, probably. I mean, somewhat rocky in a way. But yeah, that's true. I mean, um, same director, so it makes sense. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that. Um, but the other thing, and I was able to pick this out as a kid, you know what I mean? And that's why it, it just bugged me since then. Mm-hmm is because it's so fucking obvious when they have the ninja suit on that that's not him. You know what I mean? Like, as a fucking 11 or 12-year-old. See, that's the problem they should have got. They should have got Ernie Reyes Jr. for that. Because at that age in 1992, they could have put him in that suit. He's a small guy anyway. He could have done everything. He could have kicked ass. Yeah, he could have done everything, you know. But, I mean, you know, hey. Well, like I said, that was my problem with... Uh, once they got to the tournament, he was working out so hard. They had him run to school and everything. Yeah, maybe take two, uh, a month and have Jonathan Brandis actually work out, so you could see that he bulked up a yeah. little bit. It would have been, it wouldn't have taken much because he was kind of a wiry little kid, anyways. Yeah. Uh, eh, they didn't do it, but no. I mean, it, like I said, if you if you're visiting this movie, if you're 
if you're 12 years old now and you're visiting, you might enjoy it. But if you're like a 25 or a 30 year old, you have to think of movie, it as a, as a 12 year old. Yeah, like, you have to use that mindset. Like I said, it's a kids movie. Keep yeah, telling yourself yeah. it's a kids movie. Every time I start wanting to shit on it, I was like, it's a kids movie. Yeah. And the, you know, these weren't big. The only reason we have these small indie esque movies are because these guys took a chance on these things. And yeah. I don't want to shit on them completely because, like I said, when it comes down to it, this was a fun movie. Will I watch it again? Shit, yeah, I'll watch yeah. it again. I'll probably watch it three or four more times uh, before I'm gone of this world. But yeah. you know, <laughs> it, it's one of those movies that you hear a lot about. It's a it's a hard movie to find. You don't see this movie uh, available mm. a lot of places. And I had mentioned it on the pod, like I don't know if it was the last pod that I had seen this on Tubi for months mm-hmm. and it was in Spanish. Oh, I did hear you mention that. I had yeah. no idea what the hell that was about. Yeah. I, I think it was an accident. Yeah. Uh, is all I can think of. Probably. Because that's the only time I've ever encountered a movie where I'm like, oh shit, Sidekicks is on here or something. And I play it and I'm yeah. like, this is completely in Spanish. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Or you're just having a stroke. And I don't know what made me go on and recheck it. Yeah. But that the day I texted you and said, hey, I think we should do Sidekicks. Yeah. It's because I clicked on it and I was like, oh, it's fucking in English that's now. That's awesome. I was like, hells yeah. And I own it. I own the bootleg copy of this. And I think most of the copies that you're going to find on like eBay, you can find like a bootleg copy for like $15 or something like that but it's currently on Tubi so get your fill as much as you can for it because uh, it was absolutely it's a, a fun movie it's a movie, fun man. movie yeah it's a fun movie yeah and it was a part of uh, that 90s I'm telling you 90s is getting a lot of love now uh, in pop culture for their movies oh, and really? everything like uh, they're showing uh, uh like the I know what you did last summer and everything. I think we're gonna start seeing an injection of uh, of remakes of those uh, ilk more yeah. than the seventies and eighties movies. We're seeing uh, rehashes of nineties flicks. So yeah, we'll have to check out. And see oh, what I saw Evil Dead. Oh, Evil Dead Rise, dude, so dude, fucking did you watch it with good, your girl? dude. Did you watch no, yourself? No, yeah. I was like, Jesus. no, no. no. <laughs> How intense was that fucking uh, dude? Movie, that was man. fucking good. Man. My cousin watches it on a loop at his house now. He no, has yeah. like one room where he's just been playing it for weeks. That's crazy. And he just starts it over and replays it. He's a big fan of putting different things in different rooms because he wa- he doesn't sit down for very often. Right. Yeah. So he 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 goes into the back room and wrestling's playing. He'll go into another room and uh, Godzilla's playing. So I yeah. guess in one of his random rooms, uh, Evil Dead Rise. Dude, I was man. fucking impressed, Ooh, dude. man. It they was, just went, uh, they took it to an 11 on almost enjoyable. every fucking level. Yeah. That, is that the type of movie that would really have bugged your girl? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, no yeah. way. It's she, intense. It's like next level hard. We would have turned that off as soon as they did the intro scene. Yeah. You know Ooh, what I mean? intro. Yeah. Pulling the, pulling the scalp off. Oh, man. Just, well, and also just the... You <laughs> I know, mean, yeah, that's how you like, put a title card up. It yeah. makes everyone else who's had title cards look like uh, weak yeah. for, for how uh, they didn't even think of, let's like, actually show this girl rise yeah. above this like, oh, thing. my God, dude. But that like was a the, fucking great Or scene. like how I had said about like the doom with the kids, man. Yeah. And like that little girl, I'm like, oh, don't kill this sweet little girl, man. Man. Or even the other girl, I saw a great. I'll have to if I can find the clip. I think I have it saved on Twitter, so I'll find it for you. Is a great clip of the uh, the teenage daughter in the mm. kitchen mm-hmm. and that other girl practicing that scene. That oh, really? The uh, the cheese grater and everything. Yeah. Oh, and they're dude. going through the motions like I'm going to hit you with this and this, and it's yeah. like a minute long where you could see them doing yeah. it, uh, like full force too. I, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. I think my favorite one was probably the scissors. Oh, the scissors. The, the scissors, crazy, you know, just like... 
I love the use of the people, man. The oh, the people the was people great. Or dude. the casting of that main girl. I mean, oh, yeah. the, the fact that they use, because she has strong features. She has a strong jaw and, mm-hmm. and like a, a large mouth and a good makeup, way. The makeup on her was and incredible. They just went crazy. Yeah. Uh, oh, all of them, man. I just yeah. love it. I'm yeah. very eager because from what I've heard, and I don't know if I've mentioned this to you on the pod before, because there's three versions of Evil Dead. You have the uh, Bruce Campbell version, yeah, which includes uh, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, and the Evil Dead series. Right. Then you have the remake that happened in 2013. Yeah, that I own starred, that one. That stars the girl from Don't Breathe, mm-hmm. uh, and she's really good in it. She's the one that's she's kept in the woods because she's a drug addict, and she gets infected, but then she ends up kicking it. Uh, the zombie leaves her, and then she ends up becoming like the Ash-type heroine at the end, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. scene with a chainsaw yeah. outside and yeah. everything. And now they got this high-rise one, and Raimi has come out and said there's three Necronomicon books, and those are the three. Oh, wow. So these are all, like, parallel universes. Yeah. That Bruce Campbell has said he's retired from the role. That's bullshit. For yeah, he'll do that he'll, shit he'll in a do fucking heart. So when they decide to bring all three of those actors, when they decide to bring Bruce, the girl from Don't Breathe, and this girl from the new Rise oh, together wow. to all fight this together and have their individual books That'd be and cool. everything. Oh, oh wow. Man, yeah, that's great. a great idea. So I think that's what's going to happen. or That's what they're... There's no way they will not make a sequel to Evil Dead Rise. Oh, man. For sure. Well, I mean, they started it all. You know what I mean? Like, they... I mean, they it's, s- back, it's back to the cabin. Yeah. I, so they've got a cabin one in them. And now, that I scene think. was fucking incredible, oh, man. dude. Yeah, they really really did a fantastic job of yeah. that uh it's definitely also on my top five of the year so far so uh i'm eager yeah. to see what goes on there when we were not at our new house you know and i was out at the farm for a while she was over at her parents for a while opportunity yeah i was like i'm gonna go ahead and watch because i just watched it on my phone and i was like i'm yeah. just gonna go ahead and just watch this now yeah because i know if i turn this on in 15 minutes she'll be like we we can't watch yeah, yeah. This, no it's know? intense so, it's one of those ones that I, I i warn people about this one barbarian can get difficult at times we saw barbarian in the theater uh, so she she was able to do barbarian yeah. well this was strictly it's, possession it's, it's possession. a possession it's, and it's probably what it is. Yeah. kid possession too is probably i know a special yeah. no and that and you know thing. that's the other the kids and possession yeah. are her two things her two and things. Moms are like that. Yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> you know? know, so it's like, that's well, not like a, we're not going to show you this one yeah. then. You know, I think that talk to me is going to give people problems. That looks good. Uh, man. Oh, man. I, I gonna, forgot about that. Yeah. I saw a trailer at the beginning of, uh, I, I don't need, I try to choose my time so wisely going to the movies now because I do not want to sit there, man. Yeah. And they play 20 minutes of trailers that I've already seen. Yeah. And then you've got, You've got that stupid opening with the with the people going into the theater doing the quoted yeah. lines thing that they oh have not God. changed in a fucking yeah. years, and I I yeah. just roll my eyes every time they do it with with uh, what's his surely, name? Surely, I am serious. And don't oh, call me it's not like, a it's not a satchel. It's not her satchel. Uh, so like, you're, oh, say, so you're telling me there's a chance, oh, and they're all cheesy, and yeah. I can't stand it. Uh, but they played one trailer. They played the newest trailer for The Killing of the Flower Moon, which is that Scorsese, Leonardo DiCaprio Oh, yeah, movie yeah, yeah, yeah. With De Niro I haven't seen any. I've Jesse heard Clemens. of it, but I haven't seen anything. They had about released it. a trailer about six months ago. and No, it was actually, it was soon. It was like two months ago. And it was the first trailer we had seen of it, and I was mm-hmm. thrilled. But they just updated the trailer mm-hmm. to a newer one, and I was like, holy crap, this looks good. Really? Oh. See, it's interesting to me because mob movies are works of art yeah. in looking into that life. This is specifically with Native Americans, though. 
Oh, is it? Yeah, it's, I a, didn't know it's that. about it's about um, greedy money people stealing the Indians' land. Or the oh, wow. Land. Okay, well, that's and, a completely and different. And Leo's spin. like love interest is this Native American woman who uh-huh. will be nominated. You could see her in the trailer. And yeah. she's a badass. Uh-huh. So a lot of it is Native Americans killing people, yeah. and it's it's mobsters killing Native Americans, and it looks wow. like slaughtering. Okay, um, um, the trailer's intense. I was just gonna say, like, what's the what's the big one that just came out on Netflix last year? That uh, Irishman, the Irishman, Maybe. love it. I, I'm, and I'm Gets sure better it's, and better every time I see I'm it. I'm sure it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? But for some reason, for me, mob movies seem to be like a large commitment to take on. It is. It is. You know what I mean? But and, if when Scorsese's doing it, you want to watch it because no one's going to do him better than Scorsese. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, and yeah, with yeah. The Irishman, I had to talk my mom into rewatching it uh, yeah. because she liked it. She's like, I liked it. It wasn't fabulous though and it was three hours long. And I was like, you should give it another look. Yeah. Uh, you know, because it's one of those movies that grows on you once you see it again. Right. And uh, she gave it again. She's, yeah, I like it a lot more than I liked it the first time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know. I bought the Criterion edition of it because I liked it so much and I've seen it like three times. It, it's a perfect bookend on the if you were to look at Martin Scorsese's movies as Mean Streets is the 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 amateur filmmaker I'm just getting my friends and we're we're going to go do locations where we shouldn't be doing locations and everything and it started De Niro and Harvey Keitel and all those people and then Goodfellas was like the masterpiece yeah but then Casino came out and they were like, well, this is the later version of that. Right. You know, and, yeah. it, and it was another masterpiece. And yeah. then when The Irishman came out, man, and they did the Hoffa stuff with Pacino in there and everything. And mm-hmm. then that last half of the movie, you get to see these actors in like their elder years, which it, it's so brilliant, man. I mm-hmm. love The Irishman. Yeah. And, and I'm sure it's incredible, but yeah. I just. It is a commitment. I mean, I, they're usually three hours long. That's I know. The and that's the thing is like. But I that's everything these days. I know. You're going to see Mission I Impossible know. 3, two hours and 45 minutes. But that's a two hour, three hours. But that's a two hour and 45 minute action movie. It is. It's true. Oh, it's true. Have you seen John Wick 4 yet? I have not, okay. but it's on my list. I'm, I'm okay. so close to, I think, them just letting me buy it at Redbox, and that's yeah. kind of what I was holding off yeah. for. Because I want to buy that. I want to buy Redfeld. Uh, have you seen Redfeld yet? Not yet. Oh, my God. That's yeah. just fun. Is that's it? just fun. Yeah. I, of it's course, just Nicolas Cage being I, Nicolas Cage. I absolutely want to yeah, see it. it. It's what you think it is, and it's what you want it to be. Good. Good. Uh, that's, that's a good one. Uh, something else just came out, though, on... Uh, DVD that I've been wanting to own too. I can't remember what it was. Mm. I almost oh, uh, Bo is afraid just came out to rent. You can rent oh, it on with, iTunes um, with Joaquin. Joaquin. It's the same guy who did Hereditary and Midsummer. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet, okay. but I hear it's a fucking wild ride. And I, I almost it put it on the other night, but I was like three hours. Yeah. It's another three hour fucking yeah. movie. But I hear it's like a three hour like acid trip. Kind I'm of sure fun, kind yeah, of wild movie. So I made. Uh, make that commitment this weekend and uh and get go. all tooted up and uh and check that shit out yeah. here it's really good yeah. and he's about to he's already pretty big for that and i i think the napoleon trailer already dropped where he where oh. joaquin plays napoleon really so you got bo's afraid you got but napoleon and now he's filming joker too so that guy is just jesus later man. career kind yeah. of crunch for that guy maybe he's getting ready to retire again I mean, we're hearing that with a lot of these actors. Like, this is my last movie. I heard about that with uh, the Oppenheimer girl. What's her name? Mm-hmm. Um, Kaczynski's wife. I don't know. Oh, uh, Emily uh, Blunt. Yeah, Emily Blunt said she's going to take a break from uh, from acting. Yeah. Well, well it's right. easy now. Yeah, go strike. ahead. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, is that her way not to get on the picket yeah. line? I, I was done anyway. I already retired. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear they, they walked out of the premiere? Of when the, uh, the, uh, Oppenheimer? 
they were in like a Q and A when when it was announced the strike happened. Oh wow! And they all had to stand up and walk out. Hey. Matt Damon, uh, Killian Murphy, and I hope this makes Killian Murphy a fucking household name. You know, because we've known about him for Dude, fucking years. I'm telling you, man, that guy is a fucking. And, and I've heard a lot of talk of talent. like, oh, he can't carry a movie. Bull fucking shit, dude. dude. Go watch Red Eye. Uh, go watch Red Eye. Go watch uh, what? Uh, Twenty Eight Days Later. He oh, was the main fuck fucking yeah. star. Of that, that was man. the first thing I ever. Yeah, saw that him was in. the first he, thing you saw. Him. Hello, man. I mean, Kelly Murphy's yeah. been killing it forever, man. I love Red Eye, man. That's another movie I tell a lot of people out that that don't remember that it was even a West. I even movie. liked him as fucking Scarecrow. Yeah, he was great. You as know Scarecrow. what I mean? He like, has that creepy element. I mean, do he you was see my mask. He's in almost every Christopher Nolan movie. If you, you go should. back, not everyone, but I, is he in Tenet? Because he's I don't he's in Inception. Because yeah, he's in they got to go into his brain in Inception. I don't I don't think he's in Tenet. I take your word on that. Movie. I don't. You've seen it. I've only seen it once. I think you've seen it four or five times. So. I fucking love that movie. Dude. It is a great movie. It's so yeah. fucking good. That you know what? When we went back to the top hundred, I I think that one might make its way on there eventually. I thought it was on there. I thought that's what we recently. Well, I, talked I, I about meant it. to say top ten. Oh, top ten. Um, yeah. Wow, I, that's awesome. I fucking that movie engages it, me. Every time I it's, fucking watch it. It's the it. perfect movie for getting something new out of it every yeah. time you watch it. If, yeah. if you're a fan of that kind of concept of getting something new out of a movie with every viewing, yeah. Tenant's a, a guaranteed. Like that and Memento. Yeah. Same director. Uh, yeah. It, he makes you think. Well, And with Tenant, you have to watch it twice. Yeah. Oh, you, you have, have to, to watch it twice. I've seen it twice. I think you know? that's the only time I've seen it. Because the first time you're lost, but your mind is just fucking blown. Yeah. And then the second time you're prepared and you come back and you go, okay, now let me see what the fuck that's is going on That's almost a good here. recommendation for people when they go into Tenet. Yeah. Just go in and enjoy it. And enjoy it. it. Don't the first try and time, it Don't out. try to yep. think too deep into it. And then on your second time, dive deep and go yep. into the puzzles oh, and God, everything I, like that. Because it's really good. Babe, if you're listening, we might be watching Tenant <laughs> this weekend. Yeah, what's it? One of his, uh, what's Robert Pattinson's best movies other than Good Time? God, God damn! <laughs> you're just waiting for the next wild card. Yeah, he, he's like Paul will come up with another wild card. I think that'll My be my birthday I, is in nine months. I know. I was thinking of a new alliteration. When we get tired of the two B Tuesday, we might have to just go wild card Wednesday, oh, man. Just, and, fuck and, yeah, and dude! We'll just go crazy with uh, each bringing three to the table. That, uh, that might drive Dave nuts, but we whatever. Can, we can we'll start, do it for that or alone. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, I'm forcing you to watch movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that'll be good for this week. Next week, we have a special one coming out, man. This is one that this is the perfect example. And me and Dave might have to do a couple of these movies, too, because Justin d- avoids a lot of fucked up movies. Yeah. But the perfect pod to listen to is me and Dave doing Bad Lieutenant because you don't have to watch yeah. it. <laughs> you get to, we'll take that for it. So if I could get Dave to watch Happiness, I would do that with him too. But uh, Bad Lieutenant's one of those movies that's that's only for people that like fucked up films and just really crazy art films. Abel Ferrer is the director. So did I mention it? Bad Lieutenant. Bad Lieutenant's yeah. the movie we're doing next week. And uh, it's... I mean, do some searches and you'll see why it's a very kind of polarizing film. And yeah. uh, me and Dave will will spoil the hell out of it. We will tell you all the the greasy kind of deplorate, uh, deplorative <laughs> stuff that happens in the film. So yeah. that's going to be a big one next week. And you're sure you don't have one more movie to talk about this week? Uh, you forgot movie? one last did week. Did I forgot You one pulled one? a Justin Oh, I did. Week. I did pull yeah. a Justin <laughs> That's funny. I love what Dave, Dave afterwards is, is like, we probably trimmed that. You don't have yeah. to worry about it. Like, nah, keep all yeah. the warts in there, man. Yeah. I was like, my, my brain yeah. was scattered. So I didn't and know. I was when you were like, don't listen to Justin. He's screaming at the radio not to watch <laughs> Megan. I was. I was like, don't do it, Dave. Don't do it. <laughs> no, no, Dave will love it. Dave will love it. Uh, you would have loved it if you went through it, into it knowing thinking it was, it was comedy. comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I get that. It's like my girl going into uh, Dust Till Dawn thinking it's a gangster movie. 
Yeah. Oh, it's God. surprising that it's a Surprise. vampire film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that to people. Right, regardless of how you think they're going to enjoy that, there's a reason there were trailers for those films uh, to, to let you know what that kind of was. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, next week, next couple weeks, give me some good ones coming up. So uh, definitely be there with us. If you want to... Uh, uh, send us an email, like I said earlier in the episode, fastenwithfilms at gmail.com. But uh, it's definitely easier to get a hold of us on Facebook. Me and Justin are on Facebook all the time. All of our uh, movies, uh, this one particularly, we're actually going to drop. I think I'll drop the picture in like an hour and Sweet. Then drop the episode three hours afterwards because I don't want people to have to wait till next Tuesday to get it. And our audio is pretty consistent. Usually I have to listen to me and Dave's because Dave <laughs> has some hot spots there that need to be taken care of sometimes. Like this? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, you do it, Justin. More work. No, that was, for, that was an example. We'll keep that one in. Apologize to the people's ears that are wearing headphones, Justin. Uh, but you could also, uh, what's our other thing, uh, that we usually, uh, pimp. Oh yeah. iTunes and SoundCloud. That's where you're listening to us. If you could leave us a like or comment, we'd uh, deeply appreciate it. But until next week, when you get to hear some fun stuff with bad Lieutenant, see you. Peace. Dabrowski, you dropped dead on me and I swear to God, I'll shoot myself and come on after you.